Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! We all have like, yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> Whenever I think of Diane Neal, I think of this one episode of Law and Order. So it's probably one of the earlier ones. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if this was like an episode player role, which turned into something more consistent later. I believe your hair might have been dark, and there was a bachelorette party that went. Oh my wrong. god. Yeah, that was like that. I played a rapist and a murderer. That was like one of my first jobs. I was like 22 and they were like, oh, you want to play this? Like, I had no idea what I was doing. It was hilarious. Like, I, I didn't know what a mark was. Like, I didn't know where to stand. I didn't know. Is this what I speak? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't know standing next to the camera. I just didn't know anything about um, what I was doing because I had just gotten out of theater school and I was like, ah. and um, they're like, oh, yeah, you play like a, a rapist and a murderer. I'm like, cool. Who do, who do I rape? And they're like a male stripper. I'm like, game on. Okay. And, and I was like, and then who do I kill? They're like, you're friends when they're going to tell on you. I'm like, oh, okay, even better. But okay. it kind of fits in like, because you're, you're an actress as well, right? So like I, I have this um this thing that I heard from, do you know who Annie Potts is, the actress? She was on, yeah. So like she's legend, like on Designing Women. She's on all kinds of stuff, Ghostbusters, you name it. But uh, she told me this when I was like 24 her, she was reading a script and her youngest kid at the time was like six. And he was like, mom, what are you doing? She's like, I'm reading a script. And he's like, what's it about? And she starts, cause she's real like hardcore trained theatery kind of actress. Right. So she starts going into this in-depth explanation to her six. And he's like, woman, shh, woman, shh, woman. Uh-uh. There are only three parts in any script, the good guy, the bad guy, and the lady who waits. And I was like, damn. And so, like, that's the thing. Like, I'll play the good guy or the bad guy, but I, I will never play the lady who waits ever, ever. So I don't mind being a rapist and a murderer yeah. or a DA or, but I'm never going to be like that lady that's at home going, oh, what's going to happen next? Like, maybe someone will rescue me. I can't see you doing that, to be quite frank with you. I've done that once and only once in the theater school when I was at Meisner and it was just, I'm like, why am I getting this? Like I'm studying the relationship completely right. in this. It was a scene from revolutionary road. Ooh. Yeah, it was a good scene. I mean, we, we got through it, we did it, but I get it. Like I have to watch the film to see this whole, like what was going on. Right. And speaking of which, when did you start studying theater and did you study comedy ever? Um, I did. Well, I went to like upright citizens brigade and stuff, but that's like improv, like, yeah. you know, you know, improv, like, no, like, yes, like, it's crazy. No, I, I just, I randomly, I was a model and I was living in New York and I get really bored with, you know how it is. Cause some of the models like, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you know, and so I'd get bored and I'd either like take a break and go to like school for a semester or I do a ton of like stand-up comedy, <laughs> and, which was always like hilarious. <laughs> you know, no, none of the other models would come. Um, you know, they were all like, we're going to the Vogue Farm. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, and then and then I, I randomly I went to theater school on a whim in like 99. Went to um, David Mamet School Atlantic Theater Company. And it was you know how it is like when you first start, you start getting there. It's like, I didn't know anything about acting and we were doing repetition exercises on the first day. You know what I mean? Like you're wearing hoop earrings, you know, you're wearing hoop earrings. And I was like, I cannot believe people get paid for this. Like sign me up, sign me up. Like, okay, this is good. How about you? How did you get started? Um, it was an accident. Actually. I was really? a film star. Cause I was like bored of everything. I went to like private school here in the city. You're an adult film star. How was that? Oh God, oh God, those guys are so boring. Like they, I mean, you look at them now, they're not that hot. It's like, yeah. who can yeah. I dig up for my past? I have a booty call with, but yeah, so. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, I love shock and outrage, but it's just like, I went to Columbia, then I was like busted for insider training. But yeah, so then. Um, <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. You can't gloss over that. So you're going to Columbia, which is, by the way, for people at home that don't know, is an Ivy yeah, League yeah. school, like best of the best. And so then you got, <laughs> yeah. And you were getting, uh, you got busted for insider trading. Yeah. When I graduated, but I was already stripping at that point. Um, 
I think like I had an abusive relationship briefly, but I think it's just more than that. Like when you grow up in the city and you want to like have intercourse with the city and the world, yeah, you know, it's just this whole journey. And um, I got into the adult films in the nineties for like three years. Then um, like I was on Stern and Springer. And, and this is the funny thing. Like mom's watching yeah. TV, right? She's watching yeah. Vice TV of all things. She calls me up. So I thought I saw you on the Springer show. I'm not quite sure if it's you. So I said, no, it was uh, someone just playing an, uh, I was playing an actress years ago, Jasmine. So yeah. <laughs> so they have like all my stuff on there still with the dark side of the night, the nineties. It was, it was okay. I wasn't really a porn star though. I think I was like a catalyst in American shock culture. Then I went into like wrestling and then VJing. That's when I met Ice-T briefly. And no then yeah. And then just into acting, like my first experience was National Lampoon. And I know you work with National Lampoon as well. I did. I did. Um, <laughs> Chris Maloney was like directing this, this the National Lampoon. He's like, hey, can you come and be in it for like, I was like, sure. OK. And I happened to be like in Mexico on vacation at the moment, like flew back early. And it was I was like, is this what I'm doing? Am I doing some sort of racist joke? I'm like, I hope people get it. Like. <laughs> It's National Lampoon, at least, you know, all you can do. But that's what we do. Like anytime a friend asks if you. Right. And anytime your friend asks, like you always like you show up and you do it. That's you've had like quite a journey, man. Like you've done you've dabbled in a little bit of everything. What's your what's your favorite thing? Really? My favorite? Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Everything. Because (laughs) it's like I've lived in so many other places and you can't ask me, hey, where was your favorite place to live? I would say. true. Any and everything. Because if I would, if I wasn't an adult, I never would have like, you know, dated half the people I did, right. and like learned half the crap I did, and gone through the crap I did, which is right. fine. I don't care. Um, then I wouldn't have built up for a one woman show. I wouldn't have met Greg, who produces my podcast, and I wouldn't That's have awesome. met you, who are like watched on TV a zillion times. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm right? so glad that Greg hooked us up. Hi, Greg. I by the way, hi, Greg. Greg. Hi, Greg. We love you, Greg. I know he's the best. I think, yeah, sometimes. Um, <laughs> 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 Say goodbye to your podcast. But yeah, I, I just think like living overseas and like making the friends there I did. And then like wrestling was fun. I kind of miss getting thrown around by like 500 pound guys every weekend. Um, that sounds, that actually, I, you know what? I, put on, I was really sick last year and, and ended up putting on a bunch of weight because I was sick, you know, when you can't control it. It's really wild though. Cause like being, having the experience of like being, skinny your whole life and then all of a sudden not being skinny and the difference the way people treat you it's like everyone's like oh you just stuff it in your and you're just like god damn i was sick like calm down you know it's like it's really weird there's like such a bias but with the weight no man has thrown me around in a long time like (laughs) nobody can pick me up and toss me around and i miss it i actually miss it i'm trying i'm trying desperately there's this hot british wrestler that works with a federation i work in california i'm trying to subtly send like hint to him you're six five i'm five seven and 108 pounds literally want you to pick me up by the throat and just throw me around and have fun for a day but i can't because of like i don't want to like get me to or something like that which would probably happen like, oh my god <laughs> right? but i didn't know you were into comedy which is super cool and you went to ucb like i did ucb in la did you oh, go to did anywhere you? else yeah oh was- my god i did i loved it like i used to do ask cat you know the show ask oh, yeah, cat in la like yeah, yeah. all the time I, the, my, I remember the first time is like so my my ex ex and friend still friend fred armison asked me is like you want to <gasps> do do you know fred have you yeah, i love fred I have love you slept fred. have you slept with fred no, I've not. I met him once when he I'm was surprised. dating. I'm surprised. Oh, I okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, have you slept with no. someone? That is so Scorpio. <laughs> you what? That is such a Scorpio thing to say. Oh my God. He's <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, you should enjoy it. Um, but yeah, no, he, he signed me up and it was during, do you remember Carmageddon? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And then like ASCAT had been sold out for like 10 years. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to be the first host of ASCAT that his show doesn't sell out because of Carmageddon. I'm like, this is going to be a nightmare, but thank God, thank God it sold out. I didn't feel so bad. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I wish they, yeah, I wish they do it more often. Yeah, we had it in LA. I did UCB, then I went over to Second City and I had a fun at Second City. Like I went all the way through the conservatory program. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a really it was really tough. Like you auditioned. It's a really intense. Like I have two one of my friends who's in town tonight, Jay Farrow, he he's a, oh. he's a second city. And then his another buddy, Taryn Killam, did like Second City out there. 
or they were groundlings. I take that back. They were groundlings. I always, I always mix yeah. the groundlings and the second city guys up, but they're all like, if again, people at home that don't know, like that's where like everyone on SNL comes from. They come from second city. They come from groundlings or they come from UCB. Like that's it. And it's a cult as well, by the way, for those of you listening, it's like, I think improv is a cult. And um, like Del Close created it. He was pretty sexy, like with those thick rim glasses and everything. Right. But he's dead. But he Super was the um, godfather of uh, of everything and anything improv. And do you ever did you ever get stage fright? Like when you first went outside to do stand up comedy? Like, how did you feel on stage? Oh, oh, <laughs> like petrified until until you have this moment where you realize you can say especially like when i started you could say anything now you can't say anything anymore but um i did have an experience so it was it was like five or six months ago i don't know what i seriously jasmine i don't know what the (laughs) hell i was thinking i invited a first date to one of my our first date was like one of my comedy shows and like the the whole show my whole set is this hilarious story about you know about a, a bad date and um, before I got on, I got so insanely nervous. Like I was like, my heart was hal- palpitating. I couldn't like, I was, my mouth was so dry. And he was sitting over to the side with like another friend of mine. Like, and I, this is like first date. Like we'd spent like, like five minutes together. And I'm like, hi, I read it. And why I thought this was a good idea. And I'm looking at him and he's sitting with like my purse and my phone and everything else. And my back is to the, the door to the entrance to the comedy club. And I literally started thinking, I'm like, I'm just I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to back out of here. I'm like, I don't need my purse. I don't need my phone. I don't need anything. I'll come back and get them at a later date. I'm just like I got nerves in a way I've never felt before. It was crazy. It was hilarious. But yeah, like so sometimes it still happens. But that was that was the worst. I actually thought about like just just like just ditching everything I had. And backing out of the comedy club. <laughs> you shouldn't. Well, you when you went to UCB, did you ever run off the stage during one of the grad shows? No. Did you do that? <laughs> no, Second City, I almost did during like grad review because I forgot something. I'm sitting there. Everyone's looking at you because I played a mock newscaster. I'm like, awesome. Oh, shit. Now what? So I kind of forgot that one line, but I just, it's improvised. Like they're not going to understand whether you screw up and whether no. you're on stage, no one's going to. You, I mean, you're confident. People know who you are and you're talented. Obviously, that's why you're up there doing stand-up. So no one will ever realize, um, you know, if you screw up or something. It's just like. you, Like, yeah. And like, usually you can screw up and like roll with it and it's fine. It's just like, that was just a, that was like a poor life choice. Like that still makes me, like seriously, even thinking about it, like I'm, my stomach is getting upset. I was like, oh my God. Like that's when you know you're nervous, when you're willing to like leave your iPhone 13 behind and just run. Yeah. And your purse with like a first date. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah yeah uh you just uh you you take that buddy <laughs> but obviously it worked out because you know that's where i am right now oh that's awesome well see yeah. it could work out uh yeah i always say this thing to myself if charles manson met someone i could totally meet someone it's like it can't be that difficult oh my God, that's like that's a very good point do you ever have that thing because are you with anyone at the moment no <laughs> i always like sometimes like do you ever see like these like you know what i'm talking about they're not Again, not judging, but you look at these other women and you're like, mm-hmm. someone married them. Someone bought them a diamond. Someone loves them and takes. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? You know, do you have like, I, I so rarely think that way, but like every now and again, I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, what did I do wrong? Where's my purple freaking diamond? Like, seriously, it's just a purple and black diamond. That's all I want. That is all I want. A purple so, and black. Yeah. black. I'll buy it for myself for happy bit. <laughs> so you used to model and I read that you were modeling. Oddly enough, when I was walking by, she said at Bloomingdale's earlier. <laughs> How did you stumble into that? Was that why you were in Hawaii? And is it true that they teach um, surfing as the PE in Hawaii? At the yeah, end? you can actually, yeah, you can actually take PE and I took hula as well and jujitsu. It was like, it, it was like a nice, healthy mix of really fun stuff. Um, no, I just went to college really young. And so my parents sent me with my older sister who was going to college in Hawaii and uh, was not, was not my choice, but um Loved it once I got there. Really mellowed me out because I was quite an uptight kid. Uh, you know, any kid that, you know, gets out of high school at like 16 is pretty uptight. You know, like I wore a lot of blazers and plaid and had like shiny penny loafers and stuff. And then my sister, who's my older sister, who was there, who's gorgeous. She's like if, if Julia Roberts and Cindy Crawford had a baby, we look <sighs> nothing alike. She, she's gorgeous. But she entered me in a modeling contest like my freshman year. And then... I think it's just because I was very pale and very skinny and very tall. It wasn't like I was particularly gorgeous. 
um, I started traveling. And then when you're, you start modeling, when you're in Hawaii, they send you to Asia first. So I was like in Japan and Korea and like, China. and um, they would just go berserk for my pasty, pasty white skin. <laughs> and, like, so I did tons and tons of like makeup campaigns, just tons. Like, cause that was, they were like, Oh yeah, that's what we need. We need a blank palette. And that's what it was. But it was wild because, you know, it was, you remember, like, 90s. It was full-on heroin chic time. I love you, that. You modeled, in, you modeled in the 90s, too, didn't you? You still yeah. model. I sort of do. Like, sometimes I mostly just, um, I don't know, do I model? I don't really model that much anymore. I get a lot of things. Like, I take photos with it. But trust me, it's like I'd much rather be in front of a camera or on a stage, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or just, you know, I, I'm just, I take things day by day. I know that sounds really highly unstable, but it's just the way it is. Uh, no, that's kind of, sometimes that's all you can do. You know, I made like a lot of like serious plans for my life and 0% of them have worked out. So sometimes, yeah, now, now I'm just like, okay, I get up in the morning. What's going on? What do I have to do? All right. What do I want to do? And then just put one foot in front of the other. Sometimes that it really is all you can do. Well, what did you want to be originally growing up? Um, I wanted to be, I really wanted to be, I wanted to get my MBA and my law degree and be a corporate raider. And then I realized that was pretty evil. And then I was like, but I had so much interest and I was really a science kid. So I wanted to be an astrophysicist. So I did a, a lot of that to begin with in school. And then I realized, wow, I talk way too much to be alone in a lab by myself for the next like 50 years of my life. And then, and then when I started modeling, it was really, really, you know, it was just fun to get to live all over the planet. It's like you, you know, you get to go everywhere and do everything. And it was like such a, it was such a gift. And then, and then from there, when, when I realized that acting was a thing, I'm like, oh, wow, you can do this and get paid. This is like, every time I have a job, like, it doesn't matter if it's like one of those crap jobs like we were talking about for like a friend where you're getting paid like 50 bucks in lunch, like still, like, it doesn't even matter how much you've done, like 50 bucks in lunch or, or you're getting paid like an insane amount of money. I can never, I can never believe I get to do it. Like, I can never believe it. Like, I'm always like, oh, how is this possible? <laughs> that's fun. I mean, that's the way it should be. I love it when friends call me for stuff. I just oh. love that stuff. It's like, yeah, of course, let's do it. What is it? Awesome. I'm there. Right. Oh, we're playing dress up today. Sure. Game yeah. on. Let's go. Like, I'm not doing anything else. Yeah, let's go. Well, do you think having a dad that was, uh, he was uh, an attorney, correct? Yeah, yeah. He was a federal attorney. Does it have I, any inspiration in like, or did he ever help you when you were on law and order? He helped. He helped a ton. He helped a ton, except it used to drive him nuts. Cause he's like every morning after the show, he's from, he was Southern. He'd be like, sweetheart, that's not how and I'm like, dad, I don't write it. I still don't get to write it. Like if I, I wish I got to write it and like do it that way, but like, I got to do it the way they do it. But yeah, he was, he was hilarious um, with helping. And then when they finally bought me a courtroom set in my second season, they bought the night court set and made it my courtroom, which is awesome. And then we got to name it. So the, the courtroom's actually named after my dad, which is really fun. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It was really and then cool. I read, what is, you went, you ran for a congressional. Yeah. I ran for Congress. How did yes. that happen? Cause that's actually pretty interesting. That's cool. It was, it was what, like, so I was like up in the woods. Um, I'd been in a bad, car accident and so I had to take time off to do like physical therapy and stuff so I was like I was always living in this district and so it was my home and I never thought about running for politics but man was stuff so messed up there like none of the kids had internet there was no provider of anything there were no like social services there was nothing go it, it was and it was a huge fight because it was like you know how it is it's like all these city people that have like their second or third homes. And then there are people that are there that are really poor who inherited the land, who are living in the Deborah wide trailers and can barely, you know, put together enough money for their property tax. And they, no one ever talks to each other, right? Like, you know, they, they never, never the twain shall meet. They just stay separate. And there are all these programs that could benefit one and all these things from, you know, the locals that could benefit the people coming up and nobody was talking to each other. And it was a, a swing district and so it was like being played out on the national level, but nobody gave a damn about what was really happening to the people there. And like when you start living in a place and you love a place, like I know everyone at my local Home Depot or my stores, you know, which is like the 7-Eleven up there. You know, I know everyone, everyone that, that I live anywhere near, you know, they're, they're my buddies, they're my friends and, and like watching everybody suffer for no reason, just because everyone was selfish. So I, I was like, you know, I thought I could actually make a difference or at least, you know, bring attention to the issues. And um, holy crap, like you think people in Hollywood are insane? Wrong, 
wrong, wrong. The people in politics are so much crazier. It is shocking. It is shocking. Like I, I thought I'd met like the height of narcissistic like personalities and psychopaths like in, in this business. Absolutely not. Like everyone in politics, they were the most self-absorbed bastards I've ever come across in my life. People would threaten your life. I got spit on all the time. I mean, it was it was it was insane. And it was weird to go from like being like universally beloved to then just like hated. And, and the rumors people would start about you were nuts, like that I was funded by the Mercers or I was the Republican incumbent's mistress. Like it was and I, I was like a, a plant. It was it was crazy. It was. And people really believed this stuff. Like I had women like screaming in my face, like spittle coming out of the mouth. But you're like, the reason my children are going to die in a nuclear a nuclear blast from North Korea. And, you know, you want to laugh because like you're insane, lady. But like. Her fear is real. It's just projected totally in the wrong place. And it, it was um, it was wild. And it was one of those things like you ever been in one of those situations in life where you can do nothing right. So like they were like, oh, she's doing it for attention. So I turned down all the national press. And then they were like, why aren't you doing national press? You know what I mean? Is there something wrong with your candidacy? You know, like you, you, you couldn't win. You couldn't win. And then and then the, the only part that I loved that was truly like the greatest and made me feel so good about life is you'd have these moments that it was like, so I ran as an independent because like I wanted to make a statement, right? Because everyone's getting so berserk on the right and the left. And like, if you get rid of the letters and stuff, like let's just listen to each other. And so like we could be in these huge debates where it'd be like the Republican, the Democrat and me. And we get asked about like some question and, and one would give like the standard Republican answer. The other one would give the standard Democratic answer. And I could just look at the audience and be like, you know what? Neither of these things are true. This is what's actually happening. You know, like there is no such thing as welfare. It's a series of programs like WIC and SNAP and this and that. You know what I mean? The largest beneficiary of all those things are low socioeconomic whites. That's my family. That's your family. You probably don't want to vote against that. You know, like you get to tell people the things they've never heard before, because, you know, if they're just listening to like one source of news, like they never get to hear it. And and that was like that part was fantastic. And really getting to know my my neighbors, who I I love very 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 much, and uh, yeah. But it was um, man, it was like it was like going through a meat grinder. And by the way, forgive everyone. Jasmine's podcast, forgive the sounds of the city today. It's it's Diane Neal on on the the tar. What did you call it? Tar Beach. Yeah, tar beach. it's glamorous, and you people should try it out there. It's way better than like any beach in Southern California right now. True, baby. And I hear your pain with like running for something. My really good friend in Santa Monica, I still have my apartment there, uh, was running for city council and I managed his campaign. I have to tell you the type of crap people would do. But my biggest, uh, one of the things I really liked was setting up meetings for him at senior citizen homes. Because I got to score out like all the older men who might have been sitting up. But it was just... (laughs) It was nice because they were very in tune to what was going on locally. Like change starts from the local level and people fail to realize that, but there's some serious like craziness. People are honestly like way out there. And I couldn't believe how petty everyone was like, like it was funny. Like my campaign manager was like, okay, we have to write where we put the signs on our signs everywhere. we put the sign. And I'm like, why? He's like, because people steal them. They put them somewhere illegal. So you can get fined. I'm like, wait a minute. People from other campaigns are going to steal, like spend time to pay someone to come steal our signs, put them somewhere illegal. So we get, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with these people? Like it was, it was like when I met some of the other candidates, like I was so excited when I first met them because I thought, look, we're all going into the fray together. Like good for us. Right. Like we're aha. And um, the first thing out of one of their mouths, and this was this was a, a guy who'd gone to West Point and who was like a veteran. And the first thing out of his and I was like, the first thing out of his mouth is like, why the F are you doing this? You're ruining it for everybody. And I'm like, and his and his wife, I'm not kidding. We'd be at debates. Remember that thing you do in third grade where you get the middle. It, by the way. I do OK, yeah, <laughs> she'd, she'd be she'd be like pretending to go in her purse and be giving me the finger while I'm on stage. I'm like, are we are we are we three? Like, what's going on here? Like there's, there's so many important, as you saw, as you, I mean, like, I'm sure you saw in the Santa Monica race, like for your friend. Yeah. The well, amount of more important stupidity. Yeah. Stupidity. I mean, they would do that. They'd lift up, they take the sign off of somewhere and like put it somewhere else. And I caught someone taking a sign. I put, I didn't really get into a fight. Well, not legally. Um, right. I, I pulled it back from him and I hit him with it, but he, I, I hit him on the butt with it, like playfully. So that doesn't really yeah. constitute a crime, but no, he was stealing something that's theft. 
Right. 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 So it's just, it's, it's just very immature and it brings out the worst in people when you're trying to make things better. And then the people that are running out there, they are trying to do things that make it better for themselves, their own initiatives, be it like real estate, be it to charge more money for rents and so forth. Yeah. 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 I can't can't believe how selfish so many people were. Yeah. They were just, they were just in it for themselves or like a stepping stone. And they, they really didn't care about anything that was actually going on. And uh, it really bummed me out, man. It really bummed me out. I was like, oh. it's like, wow, wow. I have very little hope for what's going on. Oh, you do. You, maybe you'll run for president. You'd be like the first woman president. You never know. Like anything's possible these days. Like I didn't know you were doing comedy. That was just such a weird thing. When Greg told me, I'm like, she's not doing comedy. Then I'm looking on his page. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, you're right. She's doing comedy. I mean, to get, do you draw a lot of your comedy from your real life experiences? Do you, do you think people are expecting something from you? Certain topics to be talked about? Or I think they have, they have no idea what to expect. So like this yeah. first show back, it's like, it's mostly just talking about, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, you have to like, you have to address like the SVU stuff. Like you have to address like having weight on you. Cause it's like, everyone's like, what the hell happened to her? And you just have to, you know, you have to like make a couple jokes. You have to do, you know, just the things that are, are not normal to people. And, um, but the stuff I really love doing is, is I, I love doing like political humor. I love, you know, I was, I was like writing a joke yesterday. I was like, cause you know, tons of people think that I'm, I'm gay, which is like totally fine. I don't mind. Like, it's like someone thinking I'm left-handed, like who cares, right? Like left-handed, right? It doesn't really matter. It's not like they think I'm something awful, like a Republican. So like, you know, you just, you just like have to think of um, what makes you giggle really. Yeah. And thankfully almost everything makes me laugh. I love Pride Month in New York City because seriously, these guys walk around with these wife beater tops on the gay, all the gay guys. Oh, it's delicious. Muscles of like, so can I turn you straight, please? Yeah, just for a night, just for a (laughs) night or two. I'll just get rid of you in the morning. That's not right. Yeah, you don't mind, do you? Yeah, not at all. It's so funny. I I can't believe too, like you're not that far away. I'm like, we could just, we could just yell from like rooftop. Hey, Hey, John. so what, yeah, I was in that neighborhood last night. I went to um, Quality Eats. <laughs> Ooh, nice. There's a really nice, good Greek place around the corner that just opened up. It's tasty. I oh, wonder what, what um, I just had like a bunch of dental work today too. So oh. my mouth is killing. So I, I wonder what, uh, I wonder what the boyfriend's mom is going to cook up. Maybe hot, spicy foods. Is she Greek or what's your ethnicity? Are you just all American or? I, no, um, like my dad is like Southern Wasp and my mom is like a Yankee Jew like really yeah what about you and where did you grow up in the city oh I grew up on the west side I went to school um in Brooklyn Heights then I went to school in the city Uh, my mother's side is Brazilian and oh wow my dad's side is Dutch so oh that's really cool (laughs) where where on the west side are you a westie I'm a Westie baby. I dated Damn. a Westie. No, no, I actually Damn. dated a Westie and I still talk to him, even though we, I had like a restraining order against him. Of once, course. I still go back all the time to hang out with him because I have to have some kind of chaos at one point of the year just right. to have that for the week of craziness, whether it ends up in a restraining order or whatever, or just not something, just a little bit of drama <laughs> just for one week. I have to, um, yeah, I grew up on the upper West side uh, in the 76th street in central park West. That's crazy. That's wild. I can't believe you're a West. I can't believe that you dated a Westie too, by the way, if oh, anyone nothing. doesn't know, I know I'm like the Westies are like this Irish, Irish, would you call them mob? Like I they're Irish mafia. Well, there's, a, yeah. there's no such thing as a mafia. Okay. There is no such thing. About it. So like, uh, yeah. Irish um, members of a gentleman's organization that do certain things that take care of business. Yeah. Like I met him when I was 16 years old. Oh my God. You're a baby. I know it was really crazy. And I met him at Washington square park. Cause I would go there to listen to heavy metal on a boombox. And I worked at a record store, a heavy metal store. So we met up and then he was really cute with like long hair and a motorhead tattoo. And uh, he owns a tattoo shop now. Like the last restraining order I had against him, I called yeah. the cops because he wanted to like blow my head off. I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do that. But someone else heard it. And I think it just sobered him up. Um, then he went to jail for like six months. Then he's like messaging me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. And I got another restraining order. Then I called him the next day to see how he was. And he had one against me. It got really complicated, though. Wow. That did get complicated. <laughs> yeah, because we missed like birthdays. We missed Valentine's Day. <laughs> But yes, we're, we're, we're really good friends. We're very good friends to this day. 
I tried getting together with him last uh, last night, but it just didn't work out. Oh, and so no more restraining orders in place. Um, not today. No, we're not. <laughs> we're like we're too old to be doing that stuff. You know, I just I don't think so. I mean, are you a Scorpio? I am. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what day? I'm the 23rd of October. Oh, I'm the 17th of November. Yes. It's a very special sign. Everyone listening out there where it's, it's hit or miss sometimes with us. I, I am. And like, this probably will mean more to you than it means to me. Apparently I'm a quintuple, like mm-hmm. five of my, five of my planets are in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to know where the intensity comes from, that's it. That's probably yeah. it. But it helps though, with a lot of things with acting and just life in general and like how you see the world. Do you do anything that's therapeutic as in hobbies? Like do you make jewelry? Do you do anything? Yeah. I, I sew like a crazy person. Oh. So like, um, like at the beginning of the pandemic, it was uh wild. Like one of the things I, I'm still in school and one of the things I studied is national defense strategy and policy. And like one of the big things that we were always worried about coming is a pandemic. So it was, when when the virus kind of started out of Wuhan, I was like, mm, I'm going to start making masks. And everyone thought I was an idiot. They thought I was the dumbest person alive. Like I went to go film a movie in Vancouver and I brought everyone like in, in the very beginning of March 2020. And I made two like so you couldn't find out. A, you couldn't find a mask pattern. You couldn't figure out how to make them. So I made a bunch of patterns. And then like put them up online for free and then like a zillion of masks. And, and I brought them to set and everyone's like, yeah, thanks, idiot. You know, like we don't we're never going to need these. And then we shut down production like a day later. <laughs> like, everyone's like, do you have any more masks? Do you have any more masks? And I, I ended up making um, over. I think over. Over 20,000 during. So it was a lot of sewing. I burned through a few sewing machines. What about you? Do you do anything like that? Um, I have this thing with jewelry. So I, I really like vintage jewelry. So I buy a lot of it, even if it's in lots and I put them for sale on Etsy or once in a while I go to a Christmas market because I have this thing for European Christmases and just Christmas as a child. So I just, and is your mom British based on the accent? Yeah, she's (laughs) plus I took dialects for like three years. And during the pandemic, I did a bunch of voiceover work. I was working on a voiceover earlier this morning and oh, wow. Yeah, so it just gets into this whole thing where I'm going back and forth and people think I'm crazy. It's like, I'm not really crazy. It just, it's back and forth every day with sometimes when I'm working. Yeah, it just pops out, just pops out. Yeah, it pops out. So I love Etsy. Then I like Cambria, California, and they have this big, beautiful Christmas market. So I set up there, then I sell the stuff, I make the really? stuff. And then, um, you know, that's about it. Then I just listen to heavy metal. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's I used to sell bracelets when I was a child at the corner of Sixth and um Sixth Avenue and Eighth Street at the B. Dalton bookstore. No way. Friendship bracelets and sell them. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> it's fun. I think like most Scorpios are pretty creative uh just by nature, you know? Yeah, I like painting and stuff too. I'm sure you do like all that stuff. I love gardening. Just anything that's like busy hands work you know what I mean where you're just kind of like being mellow thinking about something else just kind of like one with the universe just doing whatever it is and I know you do things like day by day you have a podcast you're doing the comedy so what do you actually see yourself doing in the future as far as entertainment going back to acting like law and order yeah like I, I I love I mean like acting is the best so I mean like everything I'm doing now is just kind of to fill the time in between gigs you know like you know how it is like you just you're just um, working on things, trying to improve and trying to get better. And then, yeah, trying to get like the, my health going again, which is like really nice to have a little bit of time to deal with that. Although it is hilarious. Like I've never had to diet in my life before. It is like awful. Like I, no wonder so many of these chicks are cranky like their whole lives. Like this is awful. I'm like, I'm, I'm exhausted from like exercising and then like eating. I'm like, cause I used to be able to just like, I was tiny and I just eat whatever I want forever. Like into my forties, like not a big deal. And now I'm like, Oh my, Oh my God. Like if I eat like one Kit Kat, like that's the end, like I like five pounds goes on. I'm like, what, what's happening? It's very strange. But yeah, now I, I start to understand the crank of people a lot more. Yeah. It's like that. Or like if you um, take like those phentermine troches that you put under your tongue first thing in the morning without eating and have like a bulletproof coffee with their keto creamer and they just go about your day. You get, wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. It's a tough life sometimes. And I don't think a lot of people understand in show business, people do all kinds of things. They see hormone doctors and they put you on whatever creams or anything just to keep you at a certain, you know, weight or level. Yeah. Yeah. Unhealthy in a way. Yeah. It's yeah, wild. I need it some is. of these hormone creams. Hook me up with some of these hormone creams. I will give you her number after. And she's the best of the best. Like Dr. Quinar is like, she rules everything. She's expensive. She's out of network, but it's like a once or twice a year thing and everything. I don't think guys ever, guys don't understand these things. Like I never understand. It's like, they just go there and they complain about us and rag on us. It's like, what about you guys? Okay. You're old. You're past 27. You're out of my, you're very inappropriate for me to date at that point. <laughs> what's, the young, what's the youngest guy you've ever dated? Um, <laughs> like, like, while while we're at this age, like while we're at this age, nineteen. Was that fun? I bet oh, that was. Yeah, fun. I kicked him yeah. out of bed the next morning. I didn't go out with him after. He was just really boring. He was hot. We were by the pool. <laughs> I was in a little white bikini. I was just tanning outside. He just looked. I don't want to talk to him because he was really hot and he had muscles. That's why I did not yeah. want to talk to him. I was a total bitch, and we hooked up in the hot tub later. Oh, and then wow. I didn't talk to him after. Yeah. It's like now and again, I do these things just if I'm not dating anyone, just to be clear. Do you think it's really hard to maintain a relationship just being in the business? I don't know. I think it just depends. Like, I think it's more of a personality thing. Like, I, you know, my, my husband and I were together 17 years, like, oh, you know, wow. and nobody ever cheated or did anything like that. Um, yeah. So I think it's just like, it just, it just depends. Right. It just depends on your personality. And I think the business attracts people who like new experiences and like new sensory things. Like, like you were talking about, like, you need just like that week of drama, like once a year to have fun, things go crazy. So I think it, it really attracts people like that. And so when you get a bunch of people like that together, like a lot of sex happens and like a lot of cheating, you know, a lot of craziness and like, eh, it's just the way it goes. What did you do to stay sane during the pandemic? What did you think was one of the things you did or a few things besides make masks? Oh, no, it was, it was like, it was super, um, I was living, I got a place in Rockaway Beach. Oh. So, and uh, ever since, ever since like going to school in Hawaii and stuff, I, I surf. So I would just go surf every day, like middle of winter. It didn't matter. Like I would just go surf, just go be in the ocean. It was just, it was, it was, it was delightful. It was so delightful. Every day, just go in the ocean, hang out with my dolphins, come back, swim. And it was amazing too, because, you know, everyone started using Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. So like all the people that, you know, before the pandemic that you didn't normally get to see that often, you know, your, your best friends and stuff, people that live in Europe, you know, every, like all of a sudden everyone's talking to each other because of like this new technology that everybody's starting to use. So like, I thought that was really like the upside uh, because obviously the downside, it's like a million people dying and the horrors and everything else. We all know that part, but like, I thought that was the good part. You know, everyone got to see each other face to face and communicate a lot more. What about you? What'd you do? Um, a lot of stuff I shouldn't have been doing. Uh, <laughs> like what? Like what? <laughs> and I think I'll always be young at heart. Cause I, I just never really got married or had the kids. I just, I have a stuffed toy cat. That's been with me for like 25 years. Nice. Talks What's his name? Her name is Socks. 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 So yeah, we would, uh, we'd hang out at home. We'd watch TV. Then I have two motorcycles. So Ooh. I would go riding up and down the coast in LA. I'd be popping wheelies with one bike. I'd be Are you serious. And there's no one there. It's like, yeah. No, oh my gosh. No, it was nuts. Like I, I actually, I parked in the middle of eighth Avenue once, like during the pandemic, literally in the middle, <laughs> just left my car there. I was like, right by Madison square garden, just left it there. I was like, there's nobody here. There's not a soul in town. Like it was wild town. Then I took my dialect classes online. I was taking other classes. We were doing zoom prop and like this girl's mother was in the background. I'm like, should I take the opportunity to like do improv with her mother? I mean, (laughs) what are you people doing? But I, I feel as though a lot of acting classes went online. I do not feel as though it was the most beneficial for some people um, doing acting when you're doing scene work, when you're doing right. improv, like up to intermediate, you need to be in there physically and like doing things, you know, it's just, so I just stuck with uh, dialects and just did the voiceover. Then I was trying to go on Bumble dates. I went on two and they totally were failures. This guy took his mask off. His nose is for like from here to freaking Hawaii. And his photo looks so different than the other guy. He was too short. And he had like a bin, uh, like a bunch of kids. And it says in my profile, if you have Young kids, right? Swipe left. If you have a man bun, do not swipe right. Okay. <laughs> and if you have a career, swipe. Yeah. Just 
Why so, so like, like, how did you find Bumble? Like, it, it's like, I mean, did you, did you, did you ever find anyone on Bumble ever? Um, no, <laughs> no. Have you tried any of the other dating apps? Yeah, I have, but it's not for me because I'm such an active person. I'm always out and about doing things like going to the gym or just running about doing Jasmine stuff. And I just, I can't like do that for too long. Then I just, I'm like, all right, fine. Then you ask, well, go send me a selfie. Oh, well, you don't want to, you don't want to give me a selfie. And you know, yet you expect me to have a drink with you. It's like, well, get over yourself. You so that, must have been, that must have been really hard for you during the pandemic. If like, you're a really social person to like, just be stuck. Well, no, I was still speaking to him like my friends. And then I met this guy briefly. Then the pandemic like ended. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you just realize like, I didn't see him before in the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Then I meet you and I haven't seen you before, but now I met you. Okay. Wait a second. I feel like five degrees dumber and not to be a jerk off, but right. the he wasn't that smart. And I don't want to yeah. go like Einstein, but at the same time, please just Stop me from correcting you when you speak, please. Yeah. All I'm That's betting. a tough one. That's a tough one. Ugh, yeah. So that, that, that ended. It wasn't, I was like, whatever. <laughs> You're like, it wasn't that great. Like, Spend time with myself and just do my own thing and just go up and down the coast in California. Um, mm. I still traveled around here and there and I got to go through all my junk and just see, okay, do I want to sell this and make even this away? So I cleaned up my closet and like, Fantastic. Finally, like a yard sale. It's like, yeah yard sales and i watch a lot of things on netflix so then i registered. that's amazing for, yeah well I, had, I wanted to work overseas in europe as well so then i registered for a casting networks uk account that i finally finished i watched a lot of programs so i just did like my own stuff do, and then, do you have your uk passport as well do i <laughs> uh, actually i have a dutch one from my father's side oh nice nice yeah so uh, then what else? Yeah, then I just started working. And what am I going to do now? Because I had a one woman show, then everything shut down. Uh, so I'm like, all right, that's fine. Like, I'll just figure this out. It's not the end of the world. How did, uh, how did you how did you even start? Like, what, what tell me, like, how did you even start the one woman show? I've always been fascinated oh, by this. So I, um, I suffer from stage fright, but I'll get on stage and spin around naked, not literally. Um, and I hosted someone's improv show at Second City, my friend Ryan, who is a wrestler, and he had his own show. And someone said, yeah, you should do a one woman show. I'm like, really? I had no idea what it was. So I watched yeah. Mike Tyson's show, which I love because it's so basic. And as much as like some people don't like him, his story, I paid attention to the story because he had a very basic stage setup and photos. I didn't even know Mike Tyson had a Oh woman. my God, you have to watch it. It's undisputed and it's perfect. Okay, okay. I'm totally yeah. gonna watch this. Is it like on it. Netflix or do you know where it is? Um, I'll Netflix. find it. Netflix. Okay, okay. And okay. then so I watched his, I watched a few others. I'm like, I identify with his more because there's so many elements to it. And I didn't know, like I have a book written already. It's so many pages, but then I met with a teacher of mine from Second City, um, this guy, Tim Paul, who, but if it wasn't for Tim, the show never would have went up on its feet. Um, my ex that I was with for many, many years was talking, talking about it, going and going. And just, you, you can't talk with me for over a year about something like that or two years because right. I've got to see what it looks like. So without Tim, it never would have went up. Then I did all these workshop performances and um, what was 40 pages went down to 18 pages. Oh, wow. Of dialogue, wow. Uh, everything, which I remember. And they're like costume changes. There's AV from like the 90s and Jerry Springer and Howard Stern. Uh, then my, my trip to Europe, like when I lived in Norway and like what brought me back here, it's about like reclaiming the Jasmine persona. Like you could go, it just, it's, it was fun. It, I like doing the show. That's very cool. And what, I don't like, what, guys what is the Jasmine persona? Like, is that, is the Jasmine persona you, is that your real name? No. <laughs> really? It's a good name, man. Jasmine St. Clair is pretty badass. Well, French is my second language. So that's why I took that name. And then, um, I don't know, like there's no real, I don't know. It's just, she's there. She's been around, you know, and I think my friends call me Jasmine. My mom just calls me by my real name and it's like, I yeah. won't ask you. I won't ask you your real name. It's Rhea. Everyone knows what it is. Really? It's Greek. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> it's really beautiful. They're both great. Both, both names of yours are great. Yeah. Do you celebrate Hanukkah or do you celebrate Christmas? Um, so it's really interesting. So like ethnically at the, well, when I was a little kid, when I was like a toddler, my parents converted to Mormonism. So I grew up Mormon and, uh, believe it or not, I'm still Mormon. Everyone always thinks it's really funny. 
but you there you are. Look, yeah, wait. I go. To, I go. To, I totally go to church like every. Sunday. Oh, I have, cool. Yeah, I have like a call. It always like everyone's like, "Sweet, you don't drink and do." I'm like, "No, nah, no, nah, none of that stuff. No, no, no. It's all good. It's 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 hilarious because it and it's funny because like everyone just thinks Mormons are like super weird when they're just like kind of any normal Christian sect. But then like I feel really Jewish as well too because like ethnically I'm Jewish, so I love celebrating like you know Passover, the High Holy Days, right? So I get to do all that, and um, but it's it's a wild combination. It's a pretty wild combination, but yeah, and it's really funny. The nice thing about like the like the Mormon community in New York is that it's very different. Like it's not like weird. No offense, creepy Utah Mormons. <laughs> like like it's not. There's no weird like because there's like a big like thing about like in every religion like the culture takes over and it has nothing to do with like the doctrine it's like every religion that's where things go horribly awry so you know when you think of like utah people that's like the culture that's taken over it has nothing to do with like the doctrine and then like here anyone that's like a mormon in manhattan like really wants to be mormon and so it's like it's a totally different thing like half our congregation is lgbtq you know like it's it's a very 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 different vibe like so um it makes me really happy and it's it's been interesting i've been spending a lot of time in florida with my mom because my my dad just passed away and uh oh my gosh it's okay but like going to church going to church down there it's all like maga and mullets man it's like mullets oh my god i love mullets you don't understand i love mullet culture not the hair like haircut is just part of it but people do not understand mullet tree is a culture so you kids with mullets it's more than just that it's a type of beer it's where you go yeah yeah, it's very much. It's very much. So it's really funny. So I, I love like um, I love being I love being up here because I'm like, OK, OK, I get to be with my people and then I get back to go go down there and be with. Yeah. The mullet gang. Mullet gang. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's very interesting. And do you still stay in touch with a lot of your um, your coworkers from SBU? From like, as yeah, some from SBU, some like a lot from NCIA, you know, like it's you know how it is. It's like some people you click with and some people you don't. And like, there's some people that you love working with that you wouldn't want to be friends with in real life. And then like some people that you want to be friends with that you never want to work with. And, and you're really lucky if you find someone that fits both, you know, did you ever see body count play live? Oh my God. No, I've never <laughs> seen body count. Isn't that insane? It's intense. I mean, you have to go. It's so much fun. I love seeing body count. It's one of my favorite live bands to see. Like, it's, it's I've seen ice on stage like alone, but I've never seen like, I've never seen him with the whole game. I've never seen him body count. You got to do it. Like you, you owe it to yourself it. to go to a body count show at least once in your life. And if you want more of an experience, stand in the first like two or three rows for the opening of the show. Oh, really? <laughs> you'll get into a mosh, but you'll be like, wow. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like fun. It's an intense scene. It's a very intense thing. That sounds like something I should do while I've got extra cushioning. Because, you know, yeah. I feel like it's safer. <laughs> you don't seem that much heavier. I get it like how we are about our weight, but you don't seem like um, <clears throat> and not 80. to be rude. Yeah, that's you very kind. 80 pounds. 80 pounds heavier? 80 you'll lose it. Yeah. It'll be, it'll go at some point. So I'm trying to like, enjoy the things about like, there's some parts of it that are really kind of fun. Like I float, like you would not believe like I, every time, like I'm out, like, so I'm like, I'm never going to drown, man. I'm just like, you couldn't even push me underwater if you wanted to See, things like sitting for long periods of time. Like, you know how like your ass bones hurt, like if you're, nothing, nothing like it's just saw cushion. Like there's some, I haven't been cold in ages. So like in winter, I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Like, I'm just not, cause you know how it is when you're, you're small, you're just freezing all the time. Yeah. I put the heater on at night when it's 80 degrees outside. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I haven't had to do that in a long time. So it's that, so like, that's kind of fun trying to enjoy the little things before it goes away. So people want to hear um, your podcast. I want you to tell everyone like, just pimp yourself. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, so like, that's like, first of all, like, if you want to go, go see my comedy special uh, any anything that you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and it's all at Diane Neal. And you can find the links in my link tree to Stand Up New Yorker Diane Neal. It's my comedy special that's out. Oh, I would love it if you'd watch it. And um, and then podcast is really fun. It's just hearsay Diane Neal. And uh, 
it's just basically to amuse and enlighten, you know, like we talk about like a lot of the current events, things are going on in the world. And then usually have an interview would love to have you on. I'd love to do it. We'd have so much fun. Oh, we'd have so much fun. And so like, it, it, yeah, talk to somebody spectacular and, and just get to know a little bit more about them or about life. Like I've had, you know, I've had like my shrinks on, I've had some of my teachers from school. Like it's, it's really fun. This month we're doing like pride month. So it's going to be really fun. Gut a bunch of really good guests that are, are gay icons, which is always a good time. That's awesome. I love Thank it. You. I love my LGBTQ time. community. There was so much fun. I love the parades. Oh, right. Right. The best. I know. Do you go to the parade ever? Oh, all the time, all the time. Yeah. I, I love like, especially New York. It's, it's, it was funny last year, especially because everyone was so dying to get out of their houses and stuff. It was crazy. Like, so last year the parade was just, so intensely massive that like it barely moved you know what i mean like for hours you just like kind of go like three feet you know because you're in a crowd of millions and um as usual always fabulous the parade and do you dress up at all Happy oh yeah always like always you know it was just whatever it depends it depends on the mood and it depends on the weather you know back when i was like so like until recently you had like a great body so it was like no problem wearing something a little crazy and risque and nuts and like carnivale you know like that kind of thing and now i'm just like give me like the biggest pair of like lesbian shorts with like a pride flag on i'm like i just want to be covered from head to toe but like you know in in rainbows like that's it that's how about you do you dress up i bet um, you do yeah sometimes i do but i i have this ongoing thing um Cause I'm like a huge Judas Priest fan. So I love the leather and I just like nice. the whole leather daddy look. So sometimes I'll wear like the black leather hat, the black leather bodysuit with the knee high boots. I always like that type of look. Oh, that's fun. The dominatrix or like the hot red. That's a good time. Big. Yeah. Or like a bikini. So, okay. That's awesome. Year, I, go. I want to go this year. I did the Halloween parade a few times. So, um, I just want to. Oh my god! It. Do you do like in West Hollywood? Do you ever go to the one that, like that's like the best <laughs> Halloween parade? I love the West Hollywood Halloween parade. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's fun. I mean, I used to go dancing at all the gay bars when um, my makeup artist was around years ago, and we would go dancing um, at gay bars till like till they closed. Yeah, and there's like so much drama there between these guys. I'm like, my God, don't fight over a piece of cock. It's not that important, really. Just <laughs> high, there's like a better piece out there. I'm sure in a much bigger piece, but yes, <laughs> <That's> what we do. <laughs> but I thank you for. Um, I'm going to have you back on again for sure. And Anytime. I would love to carry. I, I want to go to one of your uh to one of your shows. So I'm going to look it up and I will stalk you there. Okay, uh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And just stay tuned for one second. I'm going to thank you guys for joining us today. Yeah. We're, we're having conversations without you. How do you say this thing? <laughs> I don't know. Hurry up!